everybody. Welcome once again to episode 48 of the Tigers Baseball Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schulte, and today we are going to talk about a Tigers team that is doing things, sorry, is doing things, that are doing things that I didn't expect of them to do, um, not this year anyway, but we'll, we'll get to that in just a minute. First and foremost, I want to congratulate uh, Alex Avila on a decent career. He finally decided, I shouldn't say finally, he decided to hang him up uh, earlier this week. I believe it was Saturday that I saw the news, Saturday or Sunday that I saw the news come across my phone. Uh, He's in his first year with the Washington Nationals. He came up with the Tigers, was drafted by the Tigers. Uh, I actually got to see him play in West Michigan when he was in single, uh, when he was in single A. Um, So uh, Alex Avila, good career, had a, had a uh, stint in the world series uh, in 2012 Um, caught some great pitchers, Justin Verlander, Max Scherzer, uh, definite hall of famers. Um, Had a, had a good career after he left Detroit. I was a little sad to see Detroit sign Wilson Ramos and not him. Uh, in the off season, but what can you do? So with that, we're going to congratulate Alex Avila on a good career and um, getting into retirement and uh, hope the best for him. Now, let's uh, concentrate on some injuries and some roster moves because they have an important, they have an effect. I shouldn't say an effect. They have a bearing on today's discussion. Um, First and foremost, uh, Gregory Soto took a line drive off of his left pinky on Friday and fractured the tip of his pinky. He's on the 10-day injured list. By the time he gets to the point where he's going to be able to rehab that, uh, the season's going to be over, so he's shut down for the rest of the season. Saturday, Derek Hill um, was running out of bunt and... The pitcher, uh, sorry, the third baseman, no, it was the pitcher, for Tampa threw the ball in the baseline to try to get him out. And uh, G-Man Choi made the catch. And at the same time that the ball got to G-Man Choi, so did Derek Hill. Uh, They collided. G-Man Choi was unaffected. Derek Hill hyperextended his knee, had to be wheeled off of the baseball field at Tropicana Field in St. Pete. He's also done for the year. Isak Paredes and Daz Cameron were called up to replace or to fill their roster spots. Um, and the reason for that is because Joe Jimenez is coming off of the COVID injured list. He should be doing a couple of rehab assignments uh, in Toledo um, later this week and join the team this weekend is my guess. Um, and Miguel Del Pozo is also on the COVID list. He still has to clear um, protocols. And once he does that, he'll also rejoin the team probably um, early to middle of next week. So the bullpen is going to be a little bit short, but it's not going to be too badly affected um, once those guys come back. It will be badly affected because, well, Joe Jimenez has not had a, Joe, has not had a good year. But... Um, it will be negatively affected because of that. But, uh, you know, he could put it together for the last few games of the season. The bullpen is is pitching well right now, and that kind of thing is contagious. Um, but right now, 
that's the situation with injuries and with roster moves. Matt Boyd saw Dr. Keith Meister last week, and he is going to see another doctor that I, whose name I can't pronounce. Um, right now, he's with his family. He was supposed to go see him either today or yesterday, possibly tomorrow. Uh, but Matt Boyd's wife is pregnant with twins, so I got a feeling, he, and, and she's due in October, I got a feeling he's not thinking too hard about getting going off to the doctor's office and seeing what they have to say about his elbow. Um, but he's also done for the year uh, with the left elbow soreness um, that he's been suffering and dealing with since June. Now, on to what I've witnessed over the last four days. Detroit is on a four-game winning streak, and that those four games include two against the Tampa Bay Rays and two against the Chicago White Sox. The White Sox are... The White Sox are... Um... The team that's currently in town. This tomorrow's game will probably get rained out. I, I don't. I don't see them getting the game in tomorrow. The weather is supposed to be nasty. Um, but uh, so that's supposed to that that could happen. Uh, will more than likely happen um, tomorrow. It's a one ten start. I got a feeling we'll know by about ten o'clock in the morning whether or not that game will be rained out. Uh, I don't know about whether or not it'll be uh, made up because that game is meaningless to Chicago and it's meaningless to Detroit and Detroit's had um, lost games before where they've not made them up a couple of years ago against Chicago and a few years before that against Cleveland. So uh, it's just a matter of the schedule. Chicago's got a double header on Thursday. They can't really afford to, to stick around in Detroit and, and get this and get this game in. But um, we'll worry about that at some other point. Um, So let's let's just look at, at 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 what has happened over the last week. And I'm sorry I was I, I had a I had a a well-deserved three-day weekend away with my wife uh, with no kids, so no podcast until today. Um, so let's look at what's happened since Monday. Monday was a day off, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, the Brewers came to town, and Detroit swept that series. Detroit went four and one against, sorry, three and one against uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, which is pretty impressive when you consider the fact that the Brewers have clinched a playoff spot and are about ready to clinch their division. Um, that's a ninety-plus win team, and Detroit took two in a row from them last week. Then they go to Tampa, and they lose the first two in Tampa, and arguably, if Gregory Soto doesn't get hit on Friday night, they win three out of four in that series, which would have been absolutely impressive. Uh, a place where they do not play well. They have not played well in Tampa in years. They lost the first game 5-2, to two, and it was, a, it was a lot more lopsided than the score indicated. Tampa just took it to them from the get-go, literally from the first pitch. Um... And then Friday night, they were up 4-1, to one, and they ended up losing the game 7-4. Uh, to four. Now, that 4-1 to one game was, it was 4-1 to one in the bottom of the ninth, and that's when Soto got hit. And then he walked two batters. Now, as a, as a result, Michael Fulmer came in with the bases loaded and, and didn't do very well getting out of that inning. Uh, ended up giving up the game-tying run 
uh, in the bottom of the ninth and then in the bottom of the tenth, uh, Brian Garcia comes in and gives up a three-run homer, um, and the Tigers lose that one seven to four. But Saturday comes around and Detroit wins that one four to three. Now, mind you, this is the top offense in baseball, and Detroit wins it four to three. Michael Fulmer gets the save. Um, after having blown the save on Friday, he comes in on Saturday and gets the save. And then Sunday, Willie Peralta comes in and pitches seven scoreless innings. And then Derek Holland and Kyle Funkhauser combined uh, on a shutout. So you take the top offense, the top scoring offense in the American League, and you hold them to 15 runs over four games. That's saying something about this bullpen. So then yesterday and today, the, the Tigers end up beating the White Sox too in, in, in those two games and taking the series. Um, again, like I said, I don't know if tomorrow's game will be made up, will be, will be, um, will actually end up getting played or not. We're supposed to get an inch of rain tomorrow with winds out of the north at 20 miles an hour. Uh, I don't see that game getting made up. And to give you an idea, it's raining here now. So take that as you will. Um, so we get a situation where I'm, what I'm seeing in the Tigers' bullpen. Now, first of all, Matt Manning went six innings yesterday, or sorry, went five innings yesterday. Um, and really, by rights, should have been knocked out in the third inning, but he actually, he, he bared down, he gave up three runs in the bottom of the, in the top of the third, and then he bared down and, and got himself out of it and, and pitched two more innings after that. Um, and then today, um, we saw another good performance, um, from, uh, I'm trying to think who pitched today. I can't remember, but it went, he went six. No, he went five. Um, but anyway, the point is, um, Tyler Alexander, sorry, Tyler Alexander went five today and, and pitched well. Again, he gave up two runs. The bullpen I've noticed has gotten this mech, this next man up mentality. And here's what I mean by that. So Kyle Funkhauser gets his first major league save on Sunday. Because Gregory Soto is out with a broken pinky. Yesterday, Alex Lang gets his first major league save. Again, because Gregory Soto is out with a broken pinky. These are guys who were pitching in the sixth and seventh innings, fifth and sixth innings. And, 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 and in Alex Lang's case, A.J. Hinch wasn't quite to the point I don't think where he was ready to trust him to 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 do what needed to be done to be to be able to pitch in these leverage situations but he had to out in his out of necessity Jose Cisneros on the 10-day disabled uh, injured list as well because he fell on some stair on his stairs at his house and tried to break his fall with his right elbow and lacerated his right elbow and needed eight stitches so from that standpoint um the bullpen's pretty thin so it's a next man up mentality. And you got Brian Garcia who's pitching like absolute garbage. 
but really Derek Holland, Kyle Funkhauser, Alex Lang are coming in and doing Michael Fulmer's being Michael Fulmer that we, we know what to expect from Michael Fulmer. That's not, that's not, that's a given. We know now because we've seen it since May. But Alex Lang and Kyle Funkhauser are really are really coming in, and Derek Holland as well, are really coming in and doing a heck of a job considering the, the absence of Gregory Soto and Jose Cisnero. And it's just like I said, it's a next man up mentality. And I really like that about this team. I honestly, I'm not willing to, I'm not willing to say that Alavila has actually built a consistent bullpen and a solid bullpen because I don't think he knows how. What I think is going on is the the message that AJ Hinch and Juan Nieves and Chris Fetter are preaching to these guys is getting through. And that message is if you perform, you'll play. If you don't perform, yeah, you'll play, but you'll play in Toledo. And people want to stay up in the big leagues. The meal money's better. So they're going to want to stay up here. And in order to do that, they need to perform. And these guys are listening to what these coaches are telling them and listening to what these coaches are, are, are what the tools are that these coaches are giving them. And they're looking at it and they're going, okay, well, this will work. We, you know what? We've tried it the other way. Let's try it this way and see how well it works. And they're buying in and we've got this next man up mentality in this bullpen. And I'm really impressed with it. I'm very much impressed with the mentality of the Detroit Tigers bullpen right now. Um, I want to also touch on the fact that Jackson Job came to Detroit today to visit Comerica Park. Isaac Pacheco came to Detroit yesterday, took batting practice at Comerica Park, looked pretty solid. Uh, Isaac Pacheco, or sorry, Scott, uh, Jackson Job did not pitch at all this year. He will not start pitching until next year. He'll probably start out at uh, Class A Lakeland um, in 2022. Now, the reason that they didn't do that, that they didn't... Um, give him any any uh starts this year is because they had to do some intake testing on him they had to there's there's a whole bunch of sports performance science stuff that they do down in lakeland when they get a new draft pick in um to see how his body reacts and and what muscles he's using to fire when he throw when he when he swings a bat or throws a baseball or things like that um and so they were doing all of that and Jackson Job hadn't pitched since the end of May. And the draft was in July. So the bottom line is what they wanted to do is make sure that he's, his arm was healthy. They weren't going to ramp him up again just for 10 or 15 innings at the most uh, in, the, in the Florida Gulf Coast League. So they decided to just wait. And they're going to start him next year. I won't. I can't guarantee that he's going to be in Class A Lakeland, but he's he's... My guess is is that's where he's going to go because they want him to be able to start pitching soon and they don't want him to sit there until the Gulf Coast League starts, which start that starts later on in the year. So um, he'll be pitching in Lakeland more than likely. Um, a couple of other things of us, uh, um, a couple of other uh, points of note. Um, Artie Baylor, the manager for 
the Erie Seawolves is has joined the team as an extra coach. The minor league season is over for anything below AAA, so they were able to call him up and 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 have him show up as a coach. Um, outside of that, there's really not much more going on. Uh, we've got three against Kansas City over the weekend, and then we head to Minnesota for three, Chicago for three, and that wraps up the season. So we will see you guys on Sunday after hopefully a Tigers win against Kansas City. Not sure if tomorrow's game will be played. I don't think so, just based on the weather forecast. Uh, and I don't know if they'll make that up when they will do that, possibly next Monday, but I, I just don't know. Um, let's also think about this, folks. Detroit is now 74 and 78. They're four games under 500. Cleveland has two games in hand on Detroit, so Cleveland has two more games to play than Detroit does. But it's very possible that Detroit could catch Cleveland for second place and finish second place in this division. If they do that, I'm happy with the fact that right now they're pretty solidly ensconced in third in third place. But if they can if they can get Cleveland and pass Cleveland and, and get into second place, that's a huge, huge deal for me and let's also look at it this way i will tell you right now i was wrong about their record because right now they're 74 and 78 which means they have to lose the next 10 games in a row they're not going to do that this team may finish dare i say it 77 and 85 which puts them eight games under 500 when you consider that this was a 47-win team in 2019, I'd say AJ Hinch deserves look a look a, a, deserves a lot of possible credit for Manager of the Year in the American League. He won't get it, but he deserves a look. I want to thank Anchor for distributing the podcast. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and any other podcast uh, distributor that you can find. We're available on Spotify. Like, subscribe, review, and tell your friends, tell your enemies. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can at Podcast Tigers on Twitter. The email address is TigersBaseballPodcast at gmail.com. It's the world's longest email address, and I'm proud of that. Until next time, I'm Chris Schulte saying thanks for listening, and go Tigers.